But how cool is our youth group, yeah? Yeah. In the, in the house, yeah. All right, I'm going to invite up um, a really, really awesome person to come and speak, and then she's going to bring someone with her. Um, so uh, Tabby is the awesome person, and she's bringing Brittany <laughs> with her. Um, and we Look, and it's the birthday queen, so look here. Everybody just wish her a happy birthday real quick. Let's give her a round of applause. Happy birthday! Here's your mic there on the podium for you. And you have to get real close because it's not turned up very loud. Hello, hello. Yeah. And they look like the super troopers. So the, the Mylon has that now, so she can pair it with that later. Okay, so it was a really great weekend. Um, we had two speakers. Um, they both spoke in really good metaphors. I think that reached the kids really well. Um, I wanted to kind of highlight um, the first speaker. He um, kind of referred to our sin as a sink faucet. So um, I guess our sin is like the water and it's continuously running and it's running over the sink and instead of turning off the faucet, we tend to just try to mop it and we just keep mopping and we keep mopping but we never turn it off. So it made a lot of sense and I think it reached the kids. Um, sorry, I'm the worst speaker ever. <laughs> I'm so shaky. Um, but there's always a problem, there's always something we have, and we just kind of try to cover it up. We just keep trying to cover it up, and when really, we just need to go to the source, and we just need to cut it off. And so it just, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, and then uh, I wanted to also highlight that just this year alone, the youth groups of, I guess this AG, right? Yes, Kentucky. The Kentucky AG youth groups have raised $500,000 for Speed the Light. Um, Speed the Light, I know we've kind of touched on that before, but it's used to um, just reach people that wouldn't normally hear about Jesus. Um, it's used to buy transportation for the missionaries and things like that. Um, hold on. Um, okay. So, we also took up an offering yesterday, and just yesterday alone, we raised a little over $105,000, just yesterday morning, which was doubled, it was matched, so it was a little over $211,000, which means 1.4 million people will get to hear about Jesus from this money. Um, we were also told that every 90, or I'm sorry, every second of every day, there are 90 people who die and go to hell because they don't know about Jesus. So this money will help, like I said, raise 1.4 million people around the world I think it's seven people are reached with every dollar. So that was a really big deal. And um, our goal for next year is even higher. So we'll see what we can do. And we ask you guys to just help our youth and pray for them, pray for our youth pastors, mostly Albie and 
I'm going to hand the mic over to Ella. She's going to be our first sermon of the day. Sorry. Good morning. Welcome to the Bridge Youth Service. Pastor Ben gave us a topic, Thanks Missing. We're going to take a dive into what we believe is missing from the holiday. Please welcome Shaya. I'd also want to bring Emily up here with me. Good morning, everybody. I'm really nervous right now, so you guys just have to bear with me. Okay. Today, me and Emily have a sermon about Thanksgiving and how peace is missing. In the Bible, we know that Thanksgiving was individual and was common among devout Hebrews. (sighs) Guys, sorry, I'm so nervous. (laughs) So we have verses in the Bible talking about Thanksgiving, such as, Leviticus chapter 7, verse 15 through 17 says, In the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the same day that it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. And another verse, Daniel chapter 2, verse 23 says, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. And have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Thanksgiving is not always peaceful because if you focus on the wrong things, it will cause your Thanksgiving to not be peaceful. And instead, full of stress. God intends for us to be peaceful and stress-free. Thanksgiving with the pilgrims was done as a day of peace and thanks while they were having a bloody, gruesome war. And kings Philip wore over the land of North America. My Bible verse is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understandings with will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. In Christ Jesus. Sorry, I am still so nervous. (sighs) We need to have more peace in Thanksgiving. One, we could make Thanksgiving more peaceful with talking about scriptures before Thanksgiving. Because usually we just pray and then eat. But we should say some scriptures about Thanksgiving and how it's supposed to be peaceful. Two, we shall forgive anybody who has done wrong and invite them to come eat dinner with us. Three, remember what the holiday is about, gratitude for what we have. With the Bible verse Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7, we can say that God can give us all inner peace in our hearts and minds. If we just present our requests to him, he guards our hearts and protects us and our minds. With prayer, we can give thanksgiving to God with presenting our requests and the peace of God will accept them. Always be thankful for what you have because it could always be less. <laughs> Sorry for being all shaky and so nervous. Okay. 
To continue with what Shea mentioned, I'm going to talk about how peace is a very important part of Thanksgiving. We should set aside our differences and come together to celebrate Thanksgiving in peace like they did at the first one. They think about think about the past couple Thanksgivings. Were they peaceful? Probably not. Nowadays, most people just like Thanksgiving because they get to eat, then shop on Black Friday the next day. James 3.17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partially and without hypocrisy. This verse explains that peace and being merciful is good and that Thanksgiving should be peaceful. One way to make Thanksgiving Peaceful is less stress. Most of the time, the host of the dinner cooks all the food. Maybe have people bring food so that it takes off the stressful timing of not having enough time or not knowing when to start. Another way is be giving. Don't just say you're thankful. Give back to the community. There are many ways in which you can do this. One example being take a widow, a plate or food, or invite them over to your house to enjoy dinner. Don't bring family drama to dinner. Most of the time, second to stress, drama is what makes everything not peaceful. Enjoy your family and try to live in peace this holiday season. Okay, it's Mylan's turn now. Y'all already know I'm nervous. I ain't even got to say it. Okay. When I think of Thanksgiving, I think about house hopping from family to family's houses, two Thanksgiving meals in one day means way too much turkey, mashed potatoes, and probably too much pie, if that's even possible for me, it's not. (laughs) However, in the midst of house hopping food and family chaos, the actual giving thanks part of Thanksgiving can get lost. It even happens in the regular busyness of everyday life. I think it's safe to say that we all struggle a little bit with the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a day set aside to give thanks to God for all he has blessed us with. It serves as a reminder to believers that Thanksgiving is to be a regular rhythm in our lives. In Psalm 95, we get a picture of someone who is truly celebrating what Thanksgiving looks like, and they don't need pie, turkey, or mashed potatoes. In Psalms 95, 1-2, we see that Thanksgiving is worship. O come, let us sing to the Lord, let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. This is a person who is truly thankful, calling us to worship God for all he has done. A grateful heart sounds great, but when everything seems to be going wrong, it can be difficult to be a giving person. In the middle of what seems like a disaster, our natural reaction is to not give thanks in worship. It's easier to feel hopeless or weak. This can cause us to isolate ourselves. We become very insensitive and careless. In Psalms 95, 6-8, it states, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as at Meribah on the day of Massa in the wilderness, when your father put me to the test and put me to the proof, through they had seen my work. They had seen the creations of God and the miracles he had performed, and so have we. But with a hardened heart, we miss it all. Everyone in this room of guilty is lacking their sense of giving, whether it's a homeless person you see on the side of the street and you're like, hey, they're not actually homeless, or you keep yourself away from fundraisers that you see on Facebook or anywhere else at all costs. Everyone has done this at some point in time, and there is something that needs to be changed, especially around this holiday season. Let other people see your miracles just as God shows us his. Proverbs twenty one twenty six states, the righteous give without sparing. 
When it comes to giving in the Bible, we're encouraged to not only do so willingly, but also without sparing. Without sparing means that we don't give sparsely or in small quantities. God wants us to give to his people abundantly. Giving should make everyone joyful, whether you're the giver or receiver. Giving takes focus off ourselves and puts it onto someone or something else. Giving becomes a tangible way we can express concern and love to other people. There's a pattern of Christian giving. Grace stands at the bottom of that, of all that we do as Christians. We love him because he first loved us. God always makes the first move. We are the receivers always. Even if we give, it is because we have first received grace from the Lord. One of the primary reasons giving is not done may be that we are afraid of the future, and lessons that are given tend to tap into that fear. We are afraid that if we give away too much, we won't be able to make the ends meet. We won't have enough for ourselves. Christians read passages about God providing all of our needs and think that the Bible only talks about spiritual needs. But in the world's economy, the future is never sure. However, in God's economy, there is always enough for everyone's needs. This Thanksgiving week, let's try to focus on what it's really all about and take a step back from all the chaos and choose to be the people God made us to be. Let's not let giving go missing from our Thanksgiving this year. Thank you. It's Isabella's turn now. Hi, guys. I have a special little thing. Ella was supposed to do it, but then she got nervous, so I'm going to do it because I think it's funny. Good morning. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. Okay. Um, as you all have known or heard, my name is Isabel Martin, and I am the student leader here at the Bridge. And this year, Ben gave us the topic of Thanks Missing, Retracing the History of Thanksgiving. Now, the people before me have talked about uh, the history of Thanksgiving, peace, giving, and how the thanks is missing from Thanksgiving. And we all tried several times of what to come up to, or what to talk about during this. And Dusty and Albie mentioned talking about what's missing from our Thanksgiving. And a lot of us found that our Thanksgiving has stayed mostly the same. We have the same people and the same food. But that's it. That's all we think about when we hear Thanksgiving. What about giving God the praise that he deserves or taking this opportunity to lead someone to Christ? First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. The first part about this talks about giving. Give thanks to the Lord every day, but especially on the day called Thanksgiving. Like. <laughs> After God sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us, the least we could do is remember to give him thanks on a day that's not just about food. Um, the second part of this verse says, for he is good. How many of us believe God is good? Yep. Yep. Um, we see miracles that he does in our lives. We watch prayers be answered. We feel his love, and yet we can't give him this one day. Newsflash, Christmas and Easter aren't the Lord's only holiday. I believe every day belongs to God. He wakes us up in the morning with a purpose in mind, and we somehow still venture off his path. But he loves us anyways. Amen for that. This brings me to the third part of that verse. His faithful love endures forever. Forever. This doesn't just mean here in our bodies on earth. He plans to love us even after we die and go to heaven. His plan isn't to forget about us after we die. 
He wants to be with us for eternity in the most perfect place. We have shortcomings every day. We fail, we fall, we repeat. And God still wants us. He still wants me, and I know he still wants all of you. His love is easy. Life may be hard, but God loving us is easy because it never fails, it never falls short, and it's never going away. If you are here in this building right now, you are not too far gone to reach his love. You are not too imperfect to receive salvation because God wants everyone, and he especially wants you to spend this Thanksgiving with him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These, there, is no things, or there are no laws against these things. This Thanksgiving, don't just stuff your face with mashed potatoes and yummy stuffing, but with the fruit of the Spirit. This Thanksgiving, don't just wear comfy pants with no real waistband so you can stuff yourself. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Remember what Thanksgiving is truly about. Remember what really matters in life. This Thanksgiving, I want to challenge you to spend time thanking God for everything he does. And remember, this isn't just a food holiday. Go around the table at Thanksgiving and say something you're thankful for, and at the end, say amen. Make your thanks a prayer to the Lord. So, in conclusion, Thanksgiving isn't just about food and people. Thanksgiving's meaning is that and so much more. Giving, peace, history, thanks, but most importantly, Jesus. This holiday season, I challenge you to remember the meaning of Thanksgiving and make it your best year yet. Now, at this time, I'm going to ask that everyone would bow their heads and close their eyes. If you are struggling with something right now, I just want you to give it to God. If you've never accepted Jesus into your life, there's no better time than the present. He is calling you home and he's having fruit of the Spirit for his thanksgiving. So if today is your day to give your life to God, I want you to just raise your hand. If anyone's feeling it. All right, that means, okay, thank you. Okay. If you, um, if you have accepted Jesus, and God is calling you to do your first works over again, and you just know that right now, he's calling you home, he wants you back, you may have been lost, but now you're found. I ask that you would just raise your hand. Amen. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Okay. Um, if you were in the first group of people and you want to accept Jesus into your life, I just want you to say a little prayer like this in your head. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today asking for forgiveness. We confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that you are Lord of all. Forgive me of my shortcomings, my failures, my faults. I ask that you would come into my life and be king of all. I want to spend eternity with you. Make me new again in Jesus' name. And for those who raised their hand the second time, I would just like to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I come to you to thank you for this day. I thank you for the people that are here and the people that couldn't make it who are watching online. Thank you for the fruit of the Spirit and for loving us endlessly. I ask that the people who raised their hands and the people that didn't would feel your presence. Help them to know that even though they may not feel you, you've never left. Lord, as Thanksgiving rolls around, remind us to know that it's just for you, just like every other day. We thank you for never giving up on us, and I ask that you would bless the bridge. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone said, amen. Very good. Very good. Very good. How awesome was that? I left the house thinking this morning that my favorite service of the year is always this one. That uh, these beautiful souls get to go and get inspired on this weekend and then they always come back to the bridge and and share that excitement with us and, and how beautiful it is when we see um, their faces radiant with the, with the gospel. And uh, they put it pretty clearly and plainly to us. And I, I said last weekend to Dusty that I got Elsie because during the prayer, her mom was, had her head bowed and didn't know where she was going. <laughs> and she ended up at my feet. <laughs> but Elsie's good. Um, I, t I told Dusty last week that we want to bless the kids because um, one of the things they said is missing is the giving portion. It should be Thanksgiving, but I said thanks missing when I sent it to them. And, and they asked me, what do you want us to say? I was like, that's for you to decide. I'm not planning your sermon this year. <laughs> you <laughs> Go get you some. Figure it out. And they killed it, right? They just killed it. And it's awesome. And... They don't get to give because they've got the jobs they do get. It eats up Isabel's gas money. And I've tried to help. I've let her wash my truck and take all the change out of my truck, paid her extra. I've paid them to throw rocks out of our yard before and paid them a minimum wage when it was really, really little. And I had a... That's awesome. And the $20. That's awesome. So... That's killer, and uh, I made them sit down and take a lesson from me on what minimum wage means and why they should expect it because it's a law of the land, and the Bible tells us to obey the law of the land. So if you're an adult and you got a job and you hire a kid and you pay them less than minimum wage, fooey on you. Earl, you hear me? <laughs> you cheapskate. <laughs> but that gives them something to be able to give, and and. It's just awesome, and, and we adults sitting here in the room, we've uh, got jobs and got opportunities to make money, and, and uh, the kids do too. I encourage you to help your kids learn how to take care of money early. It helps them throughout life. And um, I'm just thinking back through my life, and one time me and Howie was super young, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old, and Dad was working hard and worked all the time. And we didn't have a lot. There's Most people in the school had a lot more than us. And Dad let us, 
help grow the tobacco that year, cut the tobacco, top the tobacco, sucker the tobacco, hang the tobacco, strip the tobacco. Tell them all about it, sister. And uh, the end of the year, you know how it was that you always saved up. Anybody that's ever grew up in this region that we're in here, you you take your tobacco off and you sell it. And usually that pays the bill at Oral Bentley's grocery store. <laughs> that's how we was raised, that, you know, you work all year and, and you skimp by and scrape by. And, and then the blessing, the bounty comes at the end of the year when you get to take that tobacco off and take it to Maysville and sell it and, and you're sitting there with your fingers crossed hoping that it brings good money. And I can still remember, like it's right now, you're awesome, baby. <laughs> that they'd give Howie and myself $350 of that apiece because we had worked all year to make that possible. And I promise you, my dad didn't have $350 to give us a piece. And I wasted it on boots. I wasted the money on stupid stuff because I didn't know any better. But you're <laughs> clickety click. I was at her birthday party last week. That's why we're good. But you just heard a story where that I give Isabella money to work for me, and she give it to missionaries because every dollar is seven people that gets to know Jesus. And this is an opportunity that I, I told Dusty last weekend, we're giving today's offering, Ty's offering, all of it. So wherever you count it up, Mama, Elizabeth, all of it this week goes to the, to the kids fund, to the, to the youth group fund. But then as I was sitting there, she weighs a ton. Can you get up here, Ricky? <laughs> I don't know how moms do it. My arm's about to break. It's not that I don't love you. <sighs> now I know how Dusty's thumb feels. Lord have mercy. She don't weigh that much. You're, you're a lightweight sister. But um, I don't know. It's only 1114. I, I'm not trying to add anything to what they did. But Dusty, is there a way that you can maybe put up a video up here off my phone. I don't know how to do none of that airdrop and Leslie stuff. She is uh, hunting deer. <laughs> and we're better off because of it. <laughs> because if she was here and heard me say that we was giving the offering today to the kids, she would have a heart attack. Um, I think it's this one right here, I believe. So I don't know how to, I might have to do. I want it to come up here so bad. There we go. So if, if you could, will that play sound too? Is that, okay. So. Let me see it.
Anybody from up that way know where that's at? It's in Ashland. It's uh, that's it's where Kroger's is. Uh, Gaddyland kids, I'm sure know where Gaddy or whatever's got Gaddy Town, something like that. But I, I go over there and eat my four for four from Wendy's because it's cheap. Anybody ever get four for four? It's not on the Wendy's menu, but you can walk, go up to the drive-thru and say, give me four for four. You get a four-piece nugget, a little bitty french fry, a cheeseburger, and a drink for four dollars. And high cholesterol. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably, but it's cheap, so I, I go through there and do that. I, I do it, I don't know, I just kind of like it. It's a good cheap way to eat a lunch and, you know. But as I was sitting there eating my lunch this time, I watched this family. Well, eventually, originally it was just a van sitting there, and it looked kind of homely, and you could tell it had curtains in it. It was just a full-size conversion van. It had glass windows all down both sides. And, and I watched the curtains kind of rustling around and stuff, and I thought, well, somebody's living in that, surely. And anyway, the dad opens the door, gets out, I was like, okay, who, who's this guy? And he goes over and gets a shopping cart, and he comes back, and he, he gets this equipment out of it, this speaker and this, like, a soundboard and, and another box. And I was like, what in the world is he doing anyway? And he, and he goes over, and he starts setting up, and he sets up this equipment. I'm watching him, and about that time, a, a t- his, I don't know, she, the biggest girl there, the one in the white, she's, I don't know, 10 years old, 11, something maybe, and she gets her little sibling out and gets a stroller off the thing off the back of the van and puts the sibling in it and she pushes it over to dad. And then a few minutes later, the mom gets out and gets another little boy about the size of Letty or something, about that age, and they end up over there and you can see him there in the red. And they set that up and the stand says, you know, that he puts a sign down over this, the speaker stand and it says, homeless. Anything you can do would help. And I sit there and I I watch him start playing music and it's just like a, I mean, he could play in anything, anywhere. People started asking him for different songs and he would just take off playing it and it's identical to what it sounded like. Super talented. Purpose. And... I watched people going over, and, you know, people would go over and hand them some money and stuff, and they was putting it in the bag, and I was sitting there, and it was one of those things, it, that was when the fire was going on, the, the Friday, Thursday night, whatever, and our house was in everybody's mind in danger, and thank you to everybody that come over and checked on us, and, but I, I've never been at more peace in my life. I promise you guys, peace was not missing in here, and if it had burnt my house down, I was at peace with that. Because you know why? Because that house is temporal, and it means nothing. And I, I was just at total peace. Everybody texting us, calling us, and I appreciate all of it. I really do. And people saying, we'll bring trailers, we'll bring trucks, we'll haul you out, we'll do whatever. And I'm just sitting there at peace. And Mom calls about 1130 that night and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm sleeping. She said, your heel's on fire. I said, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Went to work the next day and secretary, she said, I showed her, you know, told her about the pictures and all that stuff. She said, why are you here? And I said, I, I'm working. I, I work for a living. That's what I do. And she's like, why are you not home? 
I was like, well, I could be, I guess, and worry about the fire coming down the hill and getting her house. But I think I was there because of this. Because as I was sitting there eating my food, these little babies living in a van, I'm sure they got enough money to eat that day. I watch people hand them money. But how spoiled am I to have an army that would have come running? If men Leslie would have called, you all would have come and helped. I know you would. And that circle is big. But this family don't have that circle. They depend on God. And every person to hand them money, either the little boy would say, God bless you. The mama would say, God bless you. Or the little girl would say, God bless you. And I begin to, you know, what are you going to do? What can you do? And I, I, I opened my wallet and I, I counted out and I've been saving up money <laughs> because Christmas, you all know every year that Christmas is one for me, that season where I like to give and I, I've tried to be a blessing to people. And I, this is my allowance money. That Leslie gives me $40 a week. I want you to know where that's where I'm coming from. I get 40 a week, work 40 hours, and get $40. That's, that's <laughs> dollar an hour is what I'm worth. And I, Anyway, I opened up my wallet, and I looked, and after my $4 meal, I had $252 in my wallet, and uh, I took it over and handed it to him. Because you want to know what? It's all God's anyway. And I drove off with comfort knowing I do I did what I knew I could do. And they said giving is what is a part of this season and it's God's day. So this month of, of, of November, and I, I, I've not even looked at the budget or nothing here. I don't even know what anything's going on at the church. They give me a report at the end of the month that Thank you, Stephanie, for being our secretary. Let's thank her. She <laughs> Elizabeth always helped count. Others in the room help count. We make sure two people counts. We, there's two signatures on every check. There's, we take every safeguard at this church that not a penny will go missing without us knowing it. And I trust it. Through the month, we just trust and believe God. God's going to make it all okay. And he always does. And... Here lately, we've been having extra. So not only today's offering, but all the rest of the month when you tally it all up, Stephanie, whatever's extra. Just pay the bills and whatever's extra we're putting in the youth account. And I don't know what that means, but so if you've, if you've got a giving heart, if you want it to go to the right place because we're going to allow them to steward that. And if they go downtown and they're going to have a next year, have an event where they go down to the apartments or something, and they want to buy kids presents with it, you deal with it as you wish. It's a chance for our church to equip them to give. Don't spend it on yourself like I did. Be like Jesus and give it all. And I challenge you to do that. And your church believes in you. Is there anybody out here? Well, amen that our church believes in them.
Everybody acts like, where's the next generation at? I'll tell you where they're at. They're sitting right here on this front row. These are King's kids, and he's doing stuff through them and with them and by them, and I appreciate you guys. And you didn't seem nervous to me. And I've watched Isabella get more and more confident every year when these go down, and every one of you has got more and more confident from youth group, children's church, all the way up through. And I know you're going to be successful at whatever you do in life because God's already equipped you to do great things for him and be a blessing to others. So if you would, let's just stand, and I, I want the youth group to stand. And If you've got extra money in your wallet and you're wanting to just throw it away, that blue bucket's right back there in the back, and it will go to a good use, I assure you. Um, I believe and trust that God will use them to do good things for his kingdom. And uh, why don't you guys just come up here and make a circle of youth group gang. Whatever you want to do, it's, it's all good. If everybody in here that just, if you believe in God and you believe in prayer, I just want you to just bow your head and extend your hand towards these people. And let's pray over them that you believe God, that he's going to use them mightily in his kingdom. I just want you to stretch forth your hand. Father, we thank you for these teenagers and pray out loud. Father, we thank you for them. We thank you for their lives. God, we thank you for their giftings and their callings. God, we thank you for their community that they have as believers, God. These kids that they have people and peers in their, in their schools, God, that look up to them, that they, they are there for each other. God, I pray today, Lord, that you would equip these saints of yours, God, to do your work. God, we pray for the school, Lord, as they go back in tomorrow morning. And God, as they go into their peers, Lord, that those are there, they're, they're there in this school system that do not know you as their king so Jesus I pray that you would give these kids words to say that they would speak unto them God that you wouldn't allow one child to go unnoticed or would would think they're abandoned by society but God they, they would have people here at the bridge that would reach out to them through our teenagers God we we thank you for the giftings that you've given them and God, as they've spoken words here to us today, encouraging words to adults that have sat here and been moved by tears, God, I pray that you equip them to say those same types of positive words to other kids in their schools where they're at. And God, that you would raise up a generation, Lord, that would bring people to know you as you are our provider, that we have nothing without you. God, we thank you for thanksgiving. And don't allow it to be missing in our hearts, in our minds, in our words, and in our deeds. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Love God, love people. Be a blessing to somebody as you go this week. Enjoy your holiday.